You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the You Know What, Dude podcast. This is a special edition where Robert goes one-on-one with some of the most interesting people in the world, or at least in his world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. You know what, dude? You know what, dude? You know what, the You Know What Dude Podcast. One on one. So I'm here with Steve Byrne. We just left the restaurant. What'd you think? Great. Yeah? Good. Yeah. Vietnamese food? Very good. Yeah. What's your favorite Asian food? <laughs> Asian food? Well, uh, Korean barbecue. The, Korean barbecue is yeah. probably, it's got to be the top. The, the, the best. And my mom is so good. <laughs> oh, at, your mom is the best. She just, it, she finally, after years and years of like her cooking for me, yeah. I said, Mom, you got to just teach me. So she came over last time and gave me the recipe. Really? And walked me through it. And I did it two or three times while she was in town and uh, now I've perfected it so now I can do it by myself. Stop it. Yeah, it's great. Really? But my wife's like, we got to stop eating this stuff because I go to, I'll go to Whole Foods every other, you know, day when I'm home and just marinate this beef. She's like, I can't eat beef anymore. Please stop doing this to us. (laughs) Is that the key to it? Marinating it? Oh yeah, for like 24 hours. 24, jeez. The, um, well, this is special YKWD. You know what, dude? One on one. We're in Montreal right now. Uh, the, the, the week before the festival the festival starts. Yeah. But you were here a week before the. I've been week here a week before. before. You were your week before. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just were got here. here. You have a whole week. But I've been here. Yeah. So three weeks in total for me. That's crazy. Yeah. Tough to it's, be away from the family that long. It's tough to be away from your family. Yeah, let's go sit over here for a sec. Sure. Nice and quiet. It's tough to be away from your family, but it's also, I mean, you're up here, nobody's here. So it's like yeah. a road gig. It's a total road gig, yeah. And uh, I'm I mean, the, the only... whole thing about the festival is that other comics are here that you haven't seen, and you're hanging out, and you're partying. So it's like the shows, whatever. Yeah. And the hang is the. Yeah, the by the park. time everybody gets here, like, I just, I'm probably going to be itching to go home, you know? Yeah, it's like... Either that or I'm just going to blow it out. It's like doing... Remember, like, Vegas back in the day. Remember doing Vegas? Oh, You'd yeah. You'd have to do, like, 14 shows. Those feature shows. Those were the best. Well, yeah, I want to go back. So we've known each other. How long have we known each other? I think since 90... Well, probably since 99, 2000, around there. Jesus Christ. That's when I got past the cellar, I think. Uh, it had... Well, yeah, because I, I remember... Yeah. When I got passed. Yeah, you got passed a little after me. Yeah. Like a year or something after me. So it's like 17 years. 17 years. That's, that's right. And we were we were so wet behind the ears back then. And you think uh, we were just such young guys? We were just trying time. to murder all oh, every same. night. I, I remember, I think you taught me this after our sets, because you're expending so much energy and you're so physical mm. and so animated. Yeah. You would sit in the in the cooler. Yeah. After your sets, you'd go into the walk-in cooler yeah. where they put all the meats, 
and like cool down. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, I should start doing that. Yeah. So, so after our sets, we'd go to this walk-in cooler yeah. where, and, and just like, you're sitting there with frozen meat and you're just sitting there and like for five minutes, you're just decompressing yeah. Yeah. and like all the sweat's drying up. It's crazy though to think that you'd sweat that much in 15 minutes from a set. Like we now were, at my age, I, I can't imagine that. Well, we were fucking burning it up there. Yeah. I mean, you understand, we're Pete Corielli, you, Godfrey, me, Artie, I mean, everybody was fucking trying, Jim Norton, Patrice, Burr, I mean, that's just the young guys, Yeah. never mind everybody else on the show, so, and we were the youngest, yeah. so we had to like really own our spots there, like we really gave a fuck about being at the cellar. Oh, totally, and, and. <laughs> it was also like so intimidating to, uh, you know, because you always got along really well with everybody, like that crew. What do you mean, like, what crew? Uh, like Patrice and Norman oh, yeah, and Ross yeah. and everything. And I'll, I'll never forget, I think it was three weeks into being passed at the cellar. Yeah. You know, you're so nervous watching these guys murder night after night and just like, yeah. then you go up and you go up at like one in the morning. And I'll never forget, I go up and do my set and Patrice walks in, then Norton walks in. Oh boy. I think. Boss walked in, oh like boy. two other guys, I can't remember, and they all sat in the front row. So it's like, there's maybe 12 people in the cellar at the time, and they're yeah. scattered all over, and then just the guys are in the front row looking at me, deadpanning yeah. the whole time, and I am fucking bombing, bombing. When people say, do you remember one of your worst bombs? It was right then and there, because I was so Ooh. scared and nervous. Well, anytime we would hear somebody's bombing upstairs, yeah. we would all run downstairs <laughs> to sit in the crowd. Because that was when the cellar wasn't packed. That's right, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. yeah. Cell, I mean, the cellar sold out every show, every night, four at the cellar. Uh, village underground it's ridiculous what's happening over there now but yeah. back when we did it dude by the time we went on there we're lucky if there's 20 people you're lucky if sometimes if there's anybody there i remember lampanelli and i used to go and close we'd have the one 145 130 and 145 spots yeah and sometimes there'd be nobody there yeah you wait I the whole that. night yeah and if we heard if anybody heard that somebody was bombing we'd all go downstairs to sit in the audience <laughs> And just be like, ah, oh, that was a good one. Do that one again. Yeah. Oh, it was the worst. Well, nothing's worse than being on stage bombing and then seeing you or us or anybody coming in. Standing like, in that doorway. Fuck. Oh, man. Fuck that this. silhouette. You can see the silhouette yeah. in the doorway. <laughs> and you're like, fuck me. Yeah. It really did suck. I remember one night you came up. One of the funniest things that's ever happened. Me, Esty, and Godfrey were hanging out. Godfrey was at the end of the table. <laughs> you saw some girl. Oh, God. And yeah, you I walked know. up to her, and you go, uh, you said, you go, you went to just be stupid, say something to her. It wasn't, you know, you were just trying to maybe get a line in. And yeah. see if she's, as soon as you walked up, she goes, I know who you are. I'm not interested. Get the fuck away from <laughs> exactly me. Exactly like that, yeah. You got so, we were laughing. <laughs> me and SD were laughing. Godfrey was up there like, what the fuck? Me and SD were laughing. But then... You took your gum and you put it in her drink. Yeah. And then you, but then you took a twenty out like your Frank Sinatra. And I put and, it on the table. And put it on the table. She ripped it up and threw it at you. She goes, "Get the fuck, fuck away out. from me!" Yeah, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> it was. Because first of all, okay, the first thing that she said, 
Okay, fine. She got you. Yeah. Then you threw your gum in and you dropped the 20, which would have been hilarious. But she was like, she got you on she that. Checkmated she checkmated you on that. She checkmated yeah. you on that. <laughs> Me and Esty were like, what the fuck just happened? You want you to walk away. Oh, you, uh, yeah. Or hit her. <laughs> I mean, that was, that's the that only, was it. Yeah, so I had to walk away. You had, I had a, to walk away. You had a friend, you know, you had a fucking Cagnier just me- smush her face. That was, <laughs> that's the only option, man. That was one of the worst, uh, like, attempts to. But look, at the cellar at that point, when we're all single, you know, especially yeah. Godfrey and I, yeah. we, and, and Artie, which is oh. like every night you're trying to meet girls. It was great. That was that was part of the fun of like being there. Is not only the show, Let's but you had this, this added little bonus. Fucking, this is too busy down here. Yeah. We can walk with these. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that was part of it, wasn't it? Yeah. That was part of the uh, the um, the craziness of it was that. But here, I remember one night, me, because me and Keith used to pick up girls all the time. I remember one night we were talking to these two girls. Yeah. And you, all of a sudden we look, and you could, you could smell, like, you know, you know it's going to rain. <laughs> we're like, yeah. something. We looked over and we saw you. Yeah. And you were, looking, you were looking at us like, what are these two old dudes doing? Yeah. And I, shh. And, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, too loud. Yeah. Um, and then Godfrey, and then Artie, and we were like, oh, you were like the young lions. <laughs> and you, you weren't you telling us to get out. Yeah. You weren't, you were just stand, you were literally standing on the outskirts, looking at me and Keith talk to these young girls. And, and we were like, yo, all right, we gotta go. No, really? Yeah, we were like, all right, girls, we gotta go, we'll see you later. I would and think we, you're persevering. No, we did not persevere. Shut the young go guys ahead. up. We did not persevere. We wound up leaving. <laughs> did you? And you guys walked right up to these girls and just took, got their numbers. Yeah. And we were just like across the street going, we're, we're old men. <laughs> we just got taken over by the young pack. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just right when we knew we were finished. Yeah. We knew we were done. You, and you guys, you were almost polite about it. Like, let these old mans talk for a couple. And then we were like, okay. Run out the clock on them. We were, we were slinging lines. We were doing so good with these girls. And then we saw you two guys right on the outskirts, just staring at us, watching us do our stuff. Yeah. And we were like, hey, girls, we have a good night. We're going we're gonna to go get some tea. And uh, <laughs> Go get some tea. <laughs> uh, it was funny. You guys moved right in it. Yeah. And got their numbers and, and probably threw them away that night. <laughs> Scumbags. <laughs> Couldn't give nothing to the old guys. Well, there's nobody. Right, old guys? That was. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was better than. Well, it, it, his way of operating was crazy, but Dove Davidoff. Oh, Dove's the best. He, he's just so blunt and upfront about it. Yeah, yeah, right, ladies. Whereas I'm down to have fun, have a good time. If it didn't work out, I had a great night with a great girl. But Dub just cuts to business. Yeah, you'll you'll have a nice conversation, at least, unless she tells you to beat it. <laughs> God, I wish that was on film. Um, but I mean, look, here's the thing too. I mean, I mean, our relationship over the years has been almost brother-esque too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think all of us. Shit, this thing's Is it open? How open was that? Open. Uh, Pretty open? A little bit, yeah. Did I drop stuff? I don't think so. I gotta make sure. I've seen it. Hang on, I gotta go over and check. So, yeah, it's been. What's up, buddy? So, it's been. Uh, it's What's up, pal? How you doing? What did you do last night? So, we're doing a what podcast up? right now, so fucking stop talking to him. <laughs> okay, Listen. You know what, dude? Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, lad. <laughs> All right, so uh, 
<laughs> Fuck it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, me and you, our relationship has been pretty crazy over the years. Yeah. You know? I would say, yeah. Yeah, we fought, we fucking hate each other, we've loved each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Can I get a photo of you two flying Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're doing a podcast right now live, and there's oh. a lot of... No, sorry, I'm talking to the podcast. Yeah. So you take the photos. So uh, <laughs> hang on. Let's get these on so I look a little professional. All right. Thanks. Um, so, so there's a lot of interruptions going on right now, but whatever. Here comes Big J, too, and it's going to be interrupted again, but whatever. <laughs> Fuck me. Doing a Let's podcast. Go hide. Shut up. Let's go hide. Come on. Don't even say hi to him. Come on. Let's go. Hi, Jay. So anyways. Bobby told me we, not to say um, hi to you because we're doing a podcast, but I had to say hi. What? You, it was I the had funny. to say hi. I'm not going to be rude. Why don't we get uh, Chinese food again? No. Whatever you can. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, it's hilarious. One of the funniest things ever was that. So yeah, I mean, you have, uh, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. There have been so many times that you have been, yeah, like gracious to me, yeah, um, give me advice, especially like early on. I remember we'd sit in your car and you yeah. drop me off, and we'd sit in your car for like 30, 40 minutes just talking about life. Yeah, I go back up to my place. Yep, and I remember those nice times. And then there's other times where it's like Bobby Kelly. Do you remember what, yeah. our first? Uh, actually, my first USO tour with you and Colin Quinn. Oh, you were fucking annoying. I remember you that. You too. I'll tell you, well, I, I felt like I was in high school. You yeah. guys ate by yourself. You you just walked away. It was like Mean Girls. They'll be this way. Because it was not like Mean Girls. Uh, this is good that we're talking about this. It was Mean Girls. Because I, I ate by felt- myself at a lunch table at a commissary. And then I had to go introduce myself to soldiers. I'm like... Because you had a different mission. What was you, my mission? Your mission... You remember, your brother was there. Yeah. You were very... Me and Colin were there to perform for the troops, yeah. but we were also there to fuck around and have a good time. Yeah. You were there to fucking... Meet the troops. Meet the, You were there as a fucking soldier. So when... Like, we joke around constantly. Yeah. You joke around at appropriate times. Yeah. You understand? That's why... You were very, we were, like, we'd be sitting there joking, fu- I mean, we wait for a fucking, a helicopter. Yeah. For hours. You'd sit, you'd be sitting there throwing rocks, working on your fucking pitching, right? <laughs> Instead of over with us yapping. Yeah. And then we would bust your balls or I'd say something, and me and you were like brothers. Yeah. Colin's Colin. Yeah. Me and you were kind of like friends. Yeah. So you'd be serious or I'd be busting around or... It just wasn't, it wasn't the mix. And your brother was there. Yeah. It was a little more intense for you. Definitely, yeah. Than it was in hindsight for me. I think, I mean, but we had a lot of funny things over there. It was a total blast. Yeah. I, had, I had a great time, yeah. yeah. But I'll never forget when we, when we landed, I think we had a layover in Germany. Yeah. And we're all up in the first class. And then <laughs> you guys just took off. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm eating by myself. Where? I, at, the, at the airport. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you guys went to like some nice restaurant. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck, I'll just go to eat McDonald's. And then and I, this is when you guys were smoking, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, I want to thank these guys for letting me be a part of this. So I bought you each, like yeah. I went to Duty Free and got you each a carton of yeah, like yeah. your favorite cigarettes at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went over 
and I gave it to you guys and go, I just want to say thanks for having me aboard. Yeah. I, I, I had such a great time. I, I can't thank you guys enough. And you both looked at, looked at me and then you looked at the cart and you're like, thanks. And you went right back to eating. And I was like, fuck. So I just, because I, I this went is, this is you, you know what you are? You're, um, you have, which I've developed more, I think, with age and having a wife or you're more human than most comedians. <laughs> no, I think yeah. I'm serious. You, Cause you would like, there's a thing that you shut off being around Norton, Colin, Patrice, Burr, that we just fuck with each other. You know, it's like a yeah, constant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when a guy walks up at the end of a thing is, and you know, very earnest, hey guys, yeah. we don't thank each other for doing things. Right. We don't, we don't buy like a gift. You know, it's almost like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just sit down and light a cigarette, you fucking asshole. <laughs> right, have a, yeah. Have a, have a croissant or whatever we're eating. Have yeah. some, you know, and you're just a nice guy. And it wasn't like, we probably just didn't know what to say. Yeah. We were probably like, oh shit, like, oh my God. Whoa. That's so nice. Yeah. Like, what do you, okay, thanks. Like, it probably wasn't a fuck you. Yeah. It was more of a like... Dude, who are you? <laughs> like, what are you? What are you doing? No, I was just grateful, uh, totally, for the experience and everything. And I, I, I remember even after I got Sullivan and Son, I, I did another USO tour, mm-hmm. and I sent Colin Quinn a Facebook message. Right. I didn't have his number or anything. I, I don't even know if he even read it, but I was just like, I just wanted to take time to thank you for taking me on the first one because ever right. since that first one, I've done one every year since. Right. And you were kind enough to have me along, and I, I appreciate it. So if you do see him, tell him I said that. But yeah, uh, no, I, th- I think, yeah. and I think even there, you were the the lady really liked you because you were re- we were fucking off. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were making jokes, and she hated us. Tracy Theme. Tracy hated us, <laughs> yeah. and she loved you. You have you were the you were the um, the teacher's pet. On that trip. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, I was, yeah, I, I, I look, I, I just, I just, I, I was always brought up to respect the military because my father served, yeah. my uncle served, my brother yeah. served, and I, I, yeah. I guess maybe there's some guilt. Plus, also, when we went, it was the height of the Iraq war. Yes. I mean, people, you know, nightly on the news. Bombings would, happening every day. People would, they don't do it anymore, but you would see the list of Especially names of Colin people that died. Quinn was on stage. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, yeah, you would you would see people who die. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. We, I mean, like, but you have to understand with three comics going to Iraq. Yeah, we're fucking off. Look, me, Colin, and and DePaulo got in trouble in Japan. Did you we, really? Yeah, we got in trouble with Tracy. What did you guys do? Because she was so fucking up. We're not used she to. She was fucking. What did you fuck up? Okay, we did fuck up. Okay, so it's but not. But she's her. very militant. Yeah, very, yeah. Very. Yeah. Let's go, guys. You know, and. She started busting our balls at one point, and yeah. Nick didn't like it. And Nick, Nick was like, "What the fuck? Who's she?" <laughs> you know. And we we're we we're literally talking shit about her. And yeah. we looked up, and I saw her window was open. And oh. I went, Shh. all of a sudden, you see feet coming down. Oh. And she comes out. She goes, "Guys, I'm very sorry for, uh, uh, you know, I thought I was, you know, playing around. I, I shouldn't have done that. I should have been professional. And I apologize for whatever I've said or done. And then we'll have a good tour. Just next time you're going to talk about somebody, don't do it in front of their open window. Oh my god. And then Nick goes like this. Well, there goes that apology. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I fell in a bush. 
Steve. Nick is the fucking best. I fell in a fucking That's bush. That's so goddamn funny. Right? <laughs> That's so, when he just whittles it down right to that. So I'm like, oh, what God the fuck, damn. right? So then... <laughs> but, and then we go on this tour with you. Yeah. And, you know, it was... Yeah, you would... Me and Colin were fucking bust. We were the two yeah. kids having fun, and you were teacher's pet. Number one, because your brother was there. Yeah. This is serious shit to you. And it was serious to us, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me put that out there. Doing those shows, Steve, were the be- to this day is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And it's the, 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 the one of the most things I'm most proud of yeah. is going to Iraq and, and, and doing shows for the troops. And, but we were still on fuck off mode over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were very serious over there. And then I remember, I mean, we had some great times. Though. I remember one night, remember we were coming in to Fallujah. Yeah. That's why I told Colin, you're not famous. Bob Hope <laughs> never flew into the Sunni Triangle, right? <laughs> remember, we, we, we were on a plane full of fucking ammunition, too. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It was all ammo. And then Colin Quinn and his crew, right? <laughs> yeah. And we had a land. We were supposed to do a show. We couldn't make it. They put us in a, a Chinook for two and a half, three hours. Oh, Windows open. Freezing. Freezing. I was in a windbreaker. The only, yeah, oh. the only thing that made me happy is that you were in a thinner jacket than me. <laughs> yeah. And somehow Colin got a memo because he was in a fucking head-to-toe. Yeah, he had like a trucker or something. Yeah. He had a triple fat, head-to-toe. Yeah. Looked like a fucking Eskimo. We're freezing our cunts off. Oh, my off. God. Right? Bird, shut up, Bird. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill this bird. <laughs> oh, he's right there. Beat it. Ugh, <laughs> fucking cunt. So, um, yeah, we, we uh, I remember on the plane. Remember we got off of the plane 20 miles from the Syrian border? Yeah. And I had the two glow sticks. And the guy's yeah. yelling at me, put those oh, out. Yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. We're, we're, you want to get shot? Yeah. And then Colin goes, you look like a plane landing a plane. <laughs> remember? Yeah. So, uh, but we, we did have some good times, but we did fight. Me and you fought over there like brothers. We fought like brothers. Yeah, because we're both the, we're both the same thing. We both didn't want to give an inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was great. Look, it was a great experience. And then yeah. uh, and then you come back to the cellar, and then everything's back to normal again. Everything's back to yeah. fucking normal, yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody about this stand-up boom that's been happening where, yeah. like, I know the cellar's packed, the underground's packed. Yeah. And then you go to the comedy store. All three rooms are sold out every night. Are uh, packed, yes. Packed, packed. So I think the beginning of comedy flipping around yeah. was the reason we were in Iraq was 9-11. Because I remember 9-11 in New York City. Yeah. Those first few days, yeah. I thought, I'm going to get a real job. I'm fucking done. Who the fuck's going to come to a comedy club now? At yeah. least for another year or two. I've got to get a real gig. And then I remember, I think it was the seller or the strip that opened first, uh-huh. and it was packed. Yeah. And then ever since then, I think the comedy clubs, I think 9-11 was the beginning of the next comedy boom, because oh. I know Dane had had, had done a, you know, a significant thing with marrying stand-up with social media, and yeah. that was a big part of the bump as yeah. well, but I think 9-11 was the first kind of thing that brought stand-up back yeah. in terms of it being relevant yeah. again, people addressing major issues. I remember Russ Maneev had this great joke of like five days after 9-11, like yeah. what happens when somebody calls you four days after 9-11? It's like, why didn't you fucking call me on September 11th? It's like, yeah. no, I'm stuck in rubble for five days. Thank God you're fucking calling me now. It's like, it was Pete, a great, great joke. I like Pete Corelli's joke. He was like, um, 
my family wants to come in and they come into town, they want to go to see Ground Zero. I was too lazy, so I just took them to a construction site near my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that joke, yeah. That was a great joke. Um, yeah, but it, I, you might be right. It, it is weird that comedy is so big right now. And it, does, it doesn't seem like it's going away, man. It that's, doesn't. That's but 17 years. I'll tell you what can be the downfall of it, and it's yet to be determined, but I think Netflix... A Dat Fan album? In and, yeah, but Netflix inundating, flooding the market with gold yeah. with the new hour special every yeah. week for 52 weeks from all the heavy hitters. It's like, well, what's going to happen in year two? And then you're th it's just like it's so much overload yeah. that you're getting the best from everybody within one year's time. But frame. I think I think what people are going to do and I think what I'm going to try to do is find another way because look man how, it's hard for me to I did my own special by myself and yeah. then people got it after again I'm going to have to do the same thing again yeah. I'm going to have to find somebody to film my special and sell it again or put it on the internet and I yeah. think there's got to be a way for I think there's got to be a, a new a new uh you know, syringe to inject comedy into the world. Maybe it's Facebook. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, YouTube. Maybe it's Patreon. Maybe it's some way where people are gonna go, "Hey, did you see this thing? Yeah, on YouTube, or did you see this thing on Patreon, or maybe leak out bits of it on Facebook and have people." I don't know, but I, yeah, maybe it's well, not Netflix. But the hour special is no longer special because everybody no. before like. Before you, what, like, well, when now we got, it's fucking identity politics. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you know, we want this from this because that's what people want right now. It's like, what? What about, how, what about the funniest guys or funniest yeah. women? Why does it have to be? Well, there's so many niches now and everything's yeah. so fractured, but I, I just think it's, I, I think it's damaging the unique. The uniqueness of of an hour special because it it takes a lot of work to get to build that hour and when everybody's got it now it's like to to stay relevant now yeah. you've got to do a new hour every year or two to to stay in the game otherwise you're just I don't know people are going to pass you up I th I don't know if they're going to pass you up I think that if you if you could wait and do do a a, a great hour at, at two years if you three years. Yeah. If you wait and just do a great hour and yeah. release that somehow yeah. where people are like this is fucking good. Yeah. People know good. The, yeah. I, I think comedy fans can sift through shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, they'll watch something and be like, Bleh. and then when they see something that's like, what is this? Yeah. You know, well, what is this? I think that will be the thing that People will be like, no, we're not watching garbage anymore. We're gonna wa we want to watch this guy or this yeah. girl, <laughs> and it sucks. That excuse me, <laughs> I have to keep saying this guy or this girl because you know yeah. everybody's gonna get fucked. I'll get a million letters. What about women? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is, but comedy. I mean, look, comedy is as diverse as it has, has ever been. Yeah. It has uh, more women. There's more women, funny women, making stuff now than ever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the the playing field is even the fuck out by demand. Yeah. And they listened, and it has happened. Yeah. My fear is that what what crippled comedy 
in the early 90s? Well, it's the blowback of every bar, club, whatever, yeah. popping up all over the country. And again, My. comedy was everywhere. They flooded the market with gold, and then it receded. But they the, flood the comedy clubs with mediocre talent. True, and I think is what 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 killed comedy. Yeah. When you flood, when you like, this is what I'm worried about with this identity shit. Yeah. Don't just get somebody because they're Spanish. Don't just do somebody because she's a woman. You know. Yeah. Please have a fucking meter on this. It has to be as funny as this. They yeah. have to be solid before you put it out there because. You're going to get people to stop watching specials because they're going to see one, two, three, four shit. Yeah. And they'll be like, and it ain't as good as Carlin or it's not as good as Rock or it's not as good as Burr or not as yeah. good as, you know what I mean? Or not as good as Lou. Eh. And they're not going to want it. Yeah. And if you then you put a a, 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 a a big hitter out there with a stink special, people are like, ugh, I'm not doing that anymore. Then they go to a club and it stinks. Yeah. Oh, we went last week. It was great. We just saw Steve. He was hilarious. Then we saw the guy from this show and he sucked. Yeah. Or we saw this girl that she and she wasn't that good. Yeah. Man, we're not gonna go. We'll just go to the bar and play pool. Yeah. I mean that's. They have to have a barometer on this. Of it has to be funny. Don't just give people shit because of their skin color. That's to me is doing them, everybody a disservice. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're the, look, dude, you're a funny guy. You kind of talk about your being uh, 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 Korean in yeah. your act, right? But you never had to. Right. You never had to. Right. You didn't have to go into your your ethnic, ethnic, ethnicity. Ethnicity. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> mush mouth, jabber jaw from Boston. Am I right? Yeah, but I think when you're early on, and I was talking to Vlad about this, is that I think early on in anybody's career, you talk about what makes you unique, and then eventually you branch off from that. And it, it, I think it goes along with finding your voice, right? When you find your voice, mm -hmm. you know how to write for yourself. And you can talk about anything you want. Right. And I think, you know, people that come now to the show sometimes are like, oh, you don't talk about being Asian. I'm like, no, I did that in 09. You did it. In my did, first yeah, hour, yeah, so right. I'm done with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now, yeah, I try to talk about much different things and I think much more evolved things than just the aesthetics of what somebody's seeing on stage as soon as you walk right, on. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but you could too. You could too. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your yeah. new hour about? I'm starting from scratch right now and I still don't know because I've always tried to find like some some thesis of like something I'm trying to back up or what, what am I really trying to say with this hour? Yeah. And so the last, like for example, the last one was I'm 42. Why would somebody who's 22 want to watch me? And so uh, I was thinking, here are the things I've learned. Uh, here's some lessons. Here's some shortcuts in life. Not only for you, but for my children as well. Yeah. And once I figured that out, then the writing became easy. And right now, it's been six or seven months since I said, all right, you got to start writing again. And I've just wrote, written a ton of Trump jokes that are going to be irrelevant in another year. Yeah. And it's, it's great to do them. It's relevant. It's fun. It resonates. But, but I'm done. like, I'm not going to do this on the hour. So I got to stop. I have 15 minutes of Trump shit. Yeah, and then be I be up in the ether. You got to get rid of them. They're not yeah, going to make yeah, sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you're certain comics that continue to do them forever and not. They're comics that won't let go of the Clinton jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you got to let them go. That's I got to let them go. Personal and, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. More personal stuff. So All right. Yeah. I want to talk about, um, we, um, you, you're in New York. 
you're doing anything, you're hustling. We're all hustling. You wind up moving to LA. Yeah. You're out there doing your thing. You had a big thing with Dane, all that shit. You stole his essence, and yep. you know, go through all the shit out there, and you're hustling out there. It's hard. And then, I believe you meet Vince Vaughn. Yeah. On the Wild West Comedy Tour. West yeah. Comedy Tour, and you become friends with this guy. Yeah. And you now you then you come up with your show idea. Yeah. And you pitch it to him, and he likes it, right? Well, he initially said. You know, your opportunities are so limited given your background. Instead of auditioning all the time, why don't you just write something for yourself? And that thought had never crossed my mind because I'd never gotten a development deal. Yeah. I was never anointed the next big. Me neither. Nobody gave a fuck about me. I me neither. Says, yeah. Nobody talked to me afterwards. So me, you, you, Godfrey, Pete Corielli, we were never anointed. Never. That's a great word. There's a lot of people who are fucking anointed. And then they're part of that system. Forever. And they're go-to. Yeah. And you Doesn't see them cast how, and everything. Yep. And it's just like, all right, well, you know, I... Anyway, so Vince goes, you should write something for yourself. And I go, well, I don't know. He goes, trust me, you can do it. I was like, but I, he goes, you can do it. And we were hiking on the, up to Hollywood because we'd always hike up to the Hollywood sign. Right. Uh, so I said, fuck, if this guy thinks I can do it, I went out, I bought a bunch of books at Samuel French on Sunset. And for the next three months, I just read these books. I, I, I was almost like I was back at university. I was taking notes. And then I wrote something and I gave it to him six months later. He goes, holy shit. He goes, do you know how many times I've had this conversation with my friends and they never do it? You fucking did it. Yeah. And so he read it. And like a week later, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes there's something here. Um, let's explore this. And, and then I got paired up with Rob Long. I read a bunch of scripts. Who's Rob Long? Rob Long did Cheers for many years. Jesus Christ. He did like the last eight years of Cheers. So he, originally, the, the show was set in a diner. He goes... If you ma he goes, you should make this a bar. I go, if you want to make this a bar, let's make it a bar and let's do this together. He said, great. So Rob and I gelled immediately. We wrote a script. I'd say he wrote the script because 99% of it, he knew yeah. what he was doing. He, he wrote the script. I had a joke or two in there. But I learned so much working with Rob. And so we wrote it. We pitched it. TBS acquired it. And literally from the now time we pitched it, we, it was less than a year. So, all right. So Vince Vaughn is your guy. Yeah. With this, he's pitching this with you. He's pitching the show with me. He's there at every taping. Um, he's pitching lines. He's pitching. Uh, he's just like, if you envision a partner that you yeah. want as an executive producer, yeah, you couldn't picture a better partner than Vince. He was. How many shows a season? Uh, we did ten, the first season, ten the second season, and thirteen the last season. And, and, and now you, you cast all your friends, basically. I cast friends and then I cast people I didn't know, like Roy Wood Jr. I didn't know Roy. Right. Um, but I saw him at the Improv quite a few times in L.A. And I was like, this dude is a fucking monster. Right. And again, he's somebody that the industry never anointed. They he's never anointed gave him a shot. And I'll tell you what, he's the same comic he is today than he was when he was on Sullivan and Son. And nobody gave a fuck about him. And yeah. so he submitted for half hours on Comedy Central. All three years he was on our show. They didn't give him shit. Right. He gets cussed on The Daily Show. And again, it's another one of those things. It's like now the industry sees him and goes, oh, now he's part of the club. Yeah. It's like same great guy, yeah. same great comic. I always thought Roy was one of the best. I, Roy, yeah. was the, Roy was the kind of guy, when I saw him, he reminded me 
of like Burr where there's such a unique voice, there's a cadence to yeah. him, and a real intelligence to his material. So I emailed Roy, not even knowing, saying, hey, I want, I'd love for you to check this out. Roy actually came in audition and bombed the first really? time. He tanked it. Oh my Didn't God. do well. And so Peter Billingsley and Rob Long were like, no way, no way. Wow. So we had a second round of auditions. Why did you have a set? Why did you bring him in again? Well, I brought him in again. Oh, you wanted it. I brought him in. So the casting director, I go, put, bring Roy in again. She goes, but Peter and Rob, they didn't. I go, well, I want to see Good him for again. you, man. So I brought him in again, and I called Roy. I was like, "Here's what you got to do." Because I helped him. I helped him, and then, uh, and then he came in a third time, and nailed it. Then he tested, nailed it, and then uh, I think it was after the second episode, Rob Long came up to me and said, "You were right about about Roy." Right. And I was like, "Oh, awesome!" And then Roy Roy killed it every time he, he had a line. That's Always great. killed it. He was great. He was so great. And I like he's a guy that I see on the Daily Show now, and I'm just like. That guy deserves everything, everything he man. fucking gets because he fucking hustles. He I almost hate off. getting that compliment. Yo, like, yeah, yeah, well, like it's a dude. If anybody deserves it, it's you. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what did I not? I think I was doing all right. I mean, yeah, I wasn't maybe as famous as Louis. Yeah, I guess is that what you're saying? Like, I, you deserve. You know, it's like. But to go the next level, right? you know, yeah. I mean, everybody's looking on the outside, looking in, going, oh, fuck, what's it like in there? And then the minute How, one, somebody yeah. you love is in it, you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, I was, when I saw the show come out, um, I was, I was ecstatic for you. I thought it was awesome. And, um, you now, know, you, I, you actually called me or sent me a text and you were one of the few guys from New York that ever even bothered to, like, Look, I was like, oh, thanks, man. I don't care about what you think of the show. I don't care about what you... Whatever. We, we all bust balls about stuff. Look, I was on Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. I got shit for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Why got, do you get shit for a single cam on FX? It's a great... Well, you always get crap. Well, because, you know, if it's not Louie or if it's not, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, the, the wire, or if it's not, you know, everybody's too cool for school. Yeah. I, have, I actually like regular shitty TV. I yeah. like watching funny sitcoms. I like watching Psych was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I get shit for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not Columbo. Go fuck yourself. I like Columbo too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, some people are very narrow-minded with their um, thing, but you know, I know how hard it is to get to that point, but to you're so scared of you not having it, never mind casting a net to bring some other guys with you. Yeah. Because they can fuck it up for you. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and all of a sudden, you're, you're responsible for them. And they're, and they're, 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 they're kind of like, you know, if anything goes wrong, it's on you. Yeah, that, that's the tough part of, like, being the face of it all. Yeah. When, when you know, I remember early on, uh, I forget who it was, but they're like, you know, at the end of the day, it's your face that's on that bus ad. Yeah. So if you don't feel comfortable doing something, don't do it. Right. And I always remember that. And I, Vince was so encouraging because nobody knows what it's like to deal with that more than him. Uh, and he was, he was great. Are you still friends with him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, he's. I mean, to me, I don't know him. I've never met him. Yeah. Never talked to him. I haven't been in the same air as him. Yeah. But to me. He seems like a solid fucking dude. Solid guy. He just guy. seems like a... Number one, I'll say this. One of the funniest actors 
bar anybody. Yeah. The most unique delivery. He is a modern day Chevy Chase. He is a yeah. fu- you know he's that guy who can play. He's straight up cool as shit, as funny as shit, and vulnerable. He's vulnerable and alpha male at the same time. It's, yeah. It's a quality you is hard to find. I think that's why Bill Murray has it. Yeah, guys like Stiller, uh, um, you know, Will Ferrell, all the guys that came up like in the '90s with those great comedies. Yeah. And every, they've all kind of like they're going through this identity crisis now. Like Will Ferrell's movie The House didn't do that well, and you know, as you approach a certain age, you're like, how do you stay relevant? How do you stay cool yeah. and on top of it? And I think Vince made a, a really smart pivot to do something like hard to uh, to do Hacksaw Ridge. Buddy, he and is a fucking insane actor as far yeah. as as drama. He can wheel it out, but he's that same thing he uses. He, you know, it's the, it's that. I'm telling you, he's like Bill Murray. Yeah, he has that. His 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 comedy comes in his him being blue collar, uh, vulnerable, and being yeah. self deprecating. Yeah, but also being the shit. You know? Yeah, he's 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 the guy you want to hang out with. He's yeah. a dangerous guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's a supportive guy. He's yeah. an endearing guy. Yeah. He's literally just everything you want in, in a friend. He's, he's a good human being. Yeah. Is he going to be involved in the new thing that you're writing now? No, this one I'm striking out on my own. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. That's uh, scary as shit, dude. It's, it's scary, but it's also like, let's, you know... You had the experience, you learned, and Sullivan's Son was, a, was an incredible experience, but now it's like, let's, uh, let's see if it paid off, you know, all that work, yeah. all, that, all that experience, so. Are we gonna see. walk in? Let's walk in with yep. these fucking starting to rain out, shit. Um, oh, but I shit. gotta ask you, how good are you at drums? I'm awful. I'm the, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I consider myself a drummer now, yeah. but I consider myself the worst drummer you'll ever see. <laughs> but I'm playing the drums. I'm playing uh, Highway to Hell, ACDC, this week at Just for Laughs at the Comedy Jam. Oh, nice. That's so great. I will be playing live. So you Are you, come, can you sing and drum at the same time? I don't or know. Or does it take too much? I don't know. I think I yeah. can. I mean, I do at my house. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go find a kit tomorrow. Try to get a drum kit and yeah. get on it, you know. But I've been practicing, so oh, we'll great. see. But I'm doing it because I'm scared shitless of doing it. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So, well, um, hey. So hi. So um. So anyways, dude, you um. Podcast. <laughs> it's. I'd say hey. It's uh. It's fun. Um. So now you live out now. This is a big part too. Is you had kids. Yeah. And I really think that changes. I think it changes us as comics. Oh, completely, yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, we're responsible for people living. Oh, yeah, yeah. And got to keep the lights on. Like I said to you before, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Without, it has nothing to do with this business. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think prior to kids, you're always chasing that next goal. Yeah. That next, whatever it is, you, you know, whatever your pie in the sky is. But now with kids, it's, it, I don't know, it, it, it's not like the drive isn't still there. Right. It's just different. Now the goal is, for me, it used to be a show or an appearance, whatever. Now it's security. Yeah. You know, it's what can I do next that'll provide some security for my family, for my kids, and that's really where but I'm did at. But did you get that security off of Sullivan's son, or do you still... Uh, some sense of it, yeah. But right. not really, because, I mean, like you were saying outside with, with um, when you're on your show, which is a fucking 
rocking single cam on FX, yeah. which is great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had this multi-cam on TBS that was a summer series. Yeah. And it was as though I was doing it for me. It was like, no, like for three years. For three years, I didn't do one late night talk show appearance. The third year, I had the third season and a third hour special coming out. Nobody would have me on the air. Nobody would have me do panel or even, and then it went from panel show to stand and Nobody had you on panel. Why? And, and then it went to, well, I'll put together a five minute tape. And we did that and nobody would have Five minute tape of what? Of stand up. They wouldn't, you had your own show on TBS. Yeah, and nothing. You know what's so funny is that. We had to fight to get Roy on Conan. I, can you have somebody from our show on your show? I wanted to be on. I was like, oh, I'm, uh, I'm a stand-up comic. I'm finally going to get to go on, maybe sit on the couch. I'm playing the drums. In my dumb, fat fantasy head, I'm like, oh, Jimmy Fallon's going to have me on. I'll sit next to you know, yeah. uh, Questlove, and I'll play the drums, and Leary will come out and do his thing, and I'll yeah. do five minutes of stand Nothing. It doesn't work like that. They want yeah. Leary and Liz Gill. That's it. They want stars, 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 stars. They want nothing. They don't want to break anybody. Right. They don't want to fuck can help somebody. It's, that's what it seemed like. When back in the day, Carson would make people. Completely, yeah. Make them. Yeah. Now it's like, look, we're that close to this other show. We need to take the ratings tonight or come clean. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy you weren't on any TV. How do you promote your show? We, here's how you promote it. We went on the road, all four of us, every summer, the four of us, for two and a half months. We, we would tour the country, go to every comedy club, one-nighters, everything, for like two and a half months. Jesus, I, I what a tour. With, the, with those guys. It was Did great. you close? Uh, I closed, yeah. Wow. But it was... It was it's a heavy show to close. There was a very heavy show to close. I mean, yeah. Med's great. Owen is, Owen's got the piano, killing every night. And then, and then Roy. Owen's Jesus a very Christ. talented guy. Owen's a very talented He's guy. He's almost... He, he reminds me of very Mensa. You know what I mean? Like he's that. Yeah. Like he seems that. I don't know if he's that smart. He seems. No, he's hyper intelligent. Yeah. But I think the the operative word is hyper, because oh, yeah. there's a the focus sometimes can can right. stray. But look, he's a, an extremely smart guy. Yeah. Uh, the guy I hated following was Roy, because Roy would go up and fucking. I mean, Murder. Owen too. But it was just like Murder. It, it wasn't fun. <laughs> I, I definitely had my work. Just but host. it made me a stronger comic. Just host. It's your uh, show. Hey, how you doing, guys? Well, you we had Gary Cannon host it because he was our audience warm-up. Oh, fuck him. I would have him go up. I would have hosted that sucker in a second. Yeah. How you doing? I'm the, uh, it's my show. I'm hosting it. Yeah. I would have brought him up. I would have did 20 up front and brought these <laughs> assholes up to do 20 each. Yeah. And then, uh, fuck you. And have it's not crossed my mind. Oh, next time you have a show, make sure you do that. Yeah. Or now, go out by myself. Uh, what's that? Or go out by myself. I know. Yeah. Hopefully you get on a goddamn show. I can't yeah. believe they wouldn't give you uh, but a again, how does TBS, doesn't TBS get a certain amount of people? We, we thought for sure second season somebody from, you, Dan Loria isn't good enough to go on Conan or Brian Doyle Murray isn't good enough to go on Conan. The guy wrote Caddyshack and he's an SNL, he's an institution in terms of Second City. Christine Ebersole, two-time Tony Award-winning Broadway Jesus actress, you couldn't get, and it, it, right next door. Did but, it have yeah. an effect on the ratings? No. We were the highest rated original program show on TBS. Why did you get canceled? canceled? Well, a new regime comes in. They want to wipe the slate clean. So <sighs> the president gets kicked back in the Are that. you kidding me? And the old president had told us um, that, hey, if I was still around, he would have gotten picked up. But wow. we, we never even heard from uh, the new president. But look, at the end of the day, 
all those things come to an end at some point. And I, I always knew that prior to even it's going. True. And I was always prepared to know at any moment they could pull the cord on this. So have a fucking blast. And I did. And the last time I was there, outside the sound stages, they have those plaques of like everything that was filmed, you know. Mm. So outside stage 10, it's like Ocean's 11, like back to the original one. And then, uh, you know, all this other great, like, Yankee Doodle Dandy with Jimmy Cagney and stuff. And then it says Sullivan and Son. So years from now, I could take my kids and go, this, yeah. your dad grew up in Pittsburgh, yeah. went to New York to be a comic, came out to L.A., yeah. and look at all those things on that plaque. Yeah, and they'll kick and you out because you don't have a right to be in that studio. Yeah, and then like, they'll kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here, who are you? <laughs> and that's, that's, that's fully the show business right there in a nutshell. Well, um, all right, dude. This has been a nice hour. Dude, I love you. I love you, too. Yeah. And I'm proud of you, and I'm, I'm excited that you, you're kicking ass. You're one of the guys that just keeps working. And you're yeah. either doing your stand-up or you're doing, you're doing writing something. Yeah. And, and I, there's some guys that make it, you know, and, and, and they just think that it's going to keep being given to them, and it's not. Yeah. You got to, there's some guys that have to, like you said, we're never anointed. If you're not anointed, you got to work. Yeah. You got to work harder than everybody else. Yeah. You know? And, you know, you get more no's than yes. And when you get that yeah, you have, you fucking appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, when I was on Sex Drugs, I was like, this is great. Yeah. Working with Sherpaco and Saletti and, and Leary and Liz Gillies and, yeah. and you know, and, and, and John and, and uh, you know, Elaine. I mean, I got to work with the group. Dude, I met Joan Jett. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, this is a. And when it went away, it sucks. Yeah. Because it's like your family's gone. You had yeah. a family for three years. Yeah. And now they're gone. And it's like, it's like shit. Where. It sucks because it, 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 now you have to now you have to go back to your real family. You know what I mean? Instead <laughs> of your pretend family, yeah. Well, you, it really is. You yeah. only have that was the one thing I therapy had to learn. It's like your family is your wife and son. Dumb yeah. Dumb. Stop <laughs> these people. Stop treating people like I'll treat clubs. Yeah. This is my surrogate family for a, a five days. Yeah. Stop it. These are your friends. Yeah. This is your, but it is hard to let go of that because. For six months out of the year, or three months, or however long you film, yeah. you're together every day, eating lunch, having a good time, and then you're promoting it together, and then it's like, wow, this is this this world exists, this fake world exists in my life. Yeah, it, it's crazy because it's like you want that train to keep going, but also it's it's great that you have those memories, that you had that encapsulated moment in time that you got yeah. to share with some really fucking kick-ass people. Yeah, and you know, as you go on that body work, hopefully you just stockpile those memories and look back and go fuck I had a fucking good run yeah you know yeah you had you definitely had a good run and you, you're still you as on well. and uh it's not over yeah we gotta we gotta do something else yeah we got we and maybe to, next time <laughs> I got a fucking things. audition for your show you son of a bitch <laughs> we didn't even get into that where was my audition I didn't even Here's know you had thing. a show with that show yeah. the reason I didn't ask more New York comics to, to do it is because they wouldn't pay for flights. Yeah. They wouldn't pay for hotel. Yeah. And it's like, am I going to ask my friend to put himself on tape? Yeah. And then he's going to fly himself yep. out here and find a place yep. to stay for four days. It's yep. like, yep. I felt like an asshole. Yeah. No, I would have done that because if I booked now the I show, like a bigger asshole. <laughs> if I booked the show, <laughs> yeah. I'd have thousands of dollars to repay myself. It didn't pay. Those get. Look, I was the EP. I saw what you would get paid. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, what, you, five grand? No. 
All right, I gotta go. I never invite me home. <laughs> never. I would have never done it. Don't do that. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> really? All right, I thought yeah. we'll talk about it. Listen. Next show, can you get it on like a network? Yeah. And then get me an audition? Yeah. <laughs> so we get some money. I have a quote. Okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well now you now you definitely, yeah. Uh, I uh I uh I, I first of all too, I before we go, I love your family. Your father's Thank one, you. your father's just just a dad. I mean, if you got to cast a dad, you'd yeah, cast your dad. Yeah. Your mother is the best. Yeah. The thing, the change stuff about your mom, about her with change, is one of the funniest things I've... Just quickly, just tell... Because your mom loves change. She loves... <laughs> she loves what? She loves pocket change. She loves pocket change. Yeah. And, and she would She would always, like... I could, I could have done The Tonight Show, right? And yeah. I'd come back from L.A. to New York, and, yeah. and I, I'd be like, I just did The Tonight Show. But if I had, like... 78 cents in my pocket I'd put it on the table she'd go oh yeah that's my son and she'd like squire it like a squirrel it's like what the fuck I did the tonight show she's like you have pocket change like, fuck okay <laughs> to this day still it makes me so happy it makes me so one happy one of the first things she taught my daughter she came over to visit she sat her down she bought her a piggy bank yeah. that's the first thing that's the first gift my daughter got yeah. piggy bank and my mom quizzed her she's like now what is this my daughter's like penny yeah. she's like what is this nickel yeah. so she knows the denomination that's good of all the change yeah because my yeah. mom is just like drilling in the but time she's 20 she's gonna have a huge savings account <laughs> and not have to worry about money like me and you yeah yeah um all right brother who's that big j yep um, all right, dude. Um, thanks for doing this. Of course. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing what you're doing next. Yep. When you're in New York, come, come on the uh, podcast next time you're in town. Yeah. If I'm in L.A., we'll do another one of these because I still want to talk to you about your brother, of the new project you're doing. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got to go do this stupid interview. Okay. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Love Steve, you, love you too, buddy. Steve Burns, everybody. Steve Burns. Burn, not Burns. <laughs> Hey, bud. Thanks so much, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm doing the Oh, cool, man. What's yeah, up, bro? I came over to watch you guys, man. You guys fucking smashed. Your energy was wild last night. Oh, uh, thank you, man. The best. That last thanks. joke, too, with the finger to, oh. to, to look for change in the fucking phone. Oh, the pay phone. <laughs> man, that was insane. <laughs> thank you, brother. <laughs> You've been listening to the YKWD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Now go back to your shitty jobs. Shitty jobs. Check out riotcast.com for all of the best podcasts on the internet. And they are all free. And they are all free.